Hey everybody, I'm Randy. And this is JD. And we are the Cannon Cannon Cruisers. Cruisers. Question mark? There's no question mark because today we're talking about our favorite films of the year. No, we're not talking about our favorite films. We're doing our You're about to listen to a three-hour discussion of what our favorite films of 2017 are. No, we're not one of those people. We're we're not those people. We're just going to talk about the season one movies we watched of Cannon Cruisers, which spanned from 1980 through 1984. Also. Yeah, I know. Pull up the list. I'm going to pull up the list. We're going to look through the films and we're going to see if our thoughts changed and uh, any other opinions we might have on said films. There's uh, 17 films we covered in the normal canon, uh, in the normal canon canon, and there was about a couple of um, non-canons, but we're not going to talk about those because those are a sidebar. So just no, we will talk about those briefly at the end, but it's mm-hmm. not important. You can skip that because yeah. we. But mainly here to But talk the thing about is, canon. we forgot you forgot the markdown in your notes. What? What did I forget the markdown in my notes? You didn't remark down the years we're covering. So season one of the Cannon Cruisers, Cannon Cougars, Cannon Cannon Cruisers. Cruisers. Wow, that's a whole different podcast. Uh, Yeah, 1980 to 1984. Yeah, recovering from that period in time. Seventeen films plus um, what was it? I said seven non-canon films as well. Seven, I think. That that mostly was just the non the seven words to add context and texture Mm -hmm. to the other films we were watching. The same era, basically. Yeah. And what we were doing is, um, since uh, this was where Canon was just getting its feet wet, the, the um, Globus and Golan and Globus films didn't really start out the gate right away, so uh, we kind of had to pick and choose a bit for these seasons. But going forward, there's going to be a lot easier because there's a lot more of them. I have a feeling things are still going to be bad. Eh, I don't know uh, so much about that. So let's start from the top of the list. The very first film we reviewed, which was 1980's Schizoid. Still bad. Still bad. Okay. That, there's nothing I can say about that movie that I haven't said before. It is yeah. generic. It, it's yeah. not exciting. The kills aren't great. It's kind of boring. There wasn't really anything to think on in this one. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, there's, not, there's nothing I can really add to it. It, just, it was just a bad movie. It right. wasn't... It was. It, it, it was what it was. It was low budget. It, that's it. Yeah. There's some moments that do not really stand out that are in the back of my head. But it needed, it's, I still stand by what I said the first time. It needed more time to cook to really uh, become something unique as it is. It's just not a good film. It's a watchable film. Though. I can say that much about it, which is well, a which lot you, more which than you I can say can about a lot of things. Because you gave it a two. So yeah you, yeah, you agree that's a watchable. I don't really think it's a watchable film. It just wasn't. But, but but Peter fails. Wasn't he your wasn't he your hero? No, I just like saying the name because it's a weird name. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say on Schizoid. So do you want to move on to the next film or? Yeah, Doctor Heckle and Mister Hype, another mm-hmm. movie where you gave it a two and I gave it a one. Well, I this the movie... last third of the movie I really enjoyed. That I movie wasn't like... really. It's, it's like it doesn't do anything for me. It was just bad. It was bad, but uh, <laughs> the first two thirds of the movie I, I I honestly really hated a lot. There were some funny bits. I liked in it. the initial joke of. With apologies to Robert Louis Stevenson, mm-hmm. Dr. Heckle, and Mr. Hype. Yeah, and there was some good uh, bits with the cop, uh, like when uh, Mr. Hype was carrying out the body and he was sleeping in his chair. It was, there was funny bits, but I liked the last third when it got oddly serious and the comedy kind of found what it wanted to be because before that point it was all over the place. It became more madcap, I will give it that, but... If the whole film it was just, It just never came together for me. It just wasn't like a fun movie in yeah. any way. This wasn't a Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon movie for Randy. It was. It just didn't no. work for me. No, I gave it a, a 2 out of 5, and if it wasn't for that last turn, I probably would have given it a 1. It was definitely not one of the stronger movies we talked about. Because the first couple of movies we talked about were pretty bad, but... We had uh, another movie coming up right next that Randy thought a bit. Uh... Well, Randy, didn't you have a different yeah? So one? our third episode, we talked about a little movie, nineteen eighty what? Nineteen eighty. I think it was nineteen eighty. Uh, we watched New Year's Evil. Mm-hmm. At the time, JD gave it a two out of five, mm-hmm. and I gave it a one. Because we were we were trying to round it out, I believe, to a one point five ish because we didn't think it was as bad as uh well you'll see in a little bit, but you know what So I mean. here's the thing, this is probably gonna be the most I'm gonna say on out of all these movies here. Mm-hmm. Is that 
when I, when we first watched, it, I, just, I I felt pretty much the same as Schizoid. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought it wasn't a very good movie, yeah. but the longer we've been watching these films, mm-hmm. I mean, seventeen canon films, seven non-canon films for this period. Yeah, I've started to come to understand. It's like I'm starting to watch it, and my brain keeps going. Mm-hmm. New Year's Evil had a potential there. It, it has an interesting setup, mm-hmm. but poor execution. Yeah, that's the main problem. And. But um, I, I, as it's going on, and it's like there's still things I keep thinking about on mm-hmm. it, and things I can chuckle to myself about. I'm starting to understand how it might have become a, how it became a cult classic in many ways, because mm-hmm. it follows that tradition of, as I was joking earlier, everybody writes this re- in the review. Yeah. It follows that tradition of horror movies named after a holiday, mm-hmm. with the premise being that he's gonna kill er, kill somebody once an hour until till midnight, like for each time zone, like basically. Yeah. With the final one being killing the main character, the main actress, and that is an interesting concept for a horror, a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just that everything around it is extraneous. It's like I liked mm-hmm. the new wave stuff. I liked I liked that stuff. It worked out well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. It's so it's this is actually one of the few cases where I want I'll actually change my review. It's like I gave it a one, mm-hmm. but in retrospect, I actually think it's a little bit better. I think I, I would actually agree with JD and go to a two here. Yeah. It's like, in a year's time, maybe I might go to even a three after I watch it again. Because this has fallen into a category in my mind of, be, of being really bad, so bad, that it actually starts to circle around to being kind of good. I don't want to say it's actually so good. It's, good. it's like, I don't want to say actually good, mm-hmm. but I want to say it's kind of good in uh, a way. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I could potentially see that, I can see the potentials in here. Mm-hmm. It's watchable. It's it's a watchable. Yeah, I give it a two out of five. Sleazy, as well. cheesy yeah. horror movie. I gave it a two out of five, but like I said, I was I was kind of leaning more towards a one point five. But as I thought about it as well, it, I would say it's a solid two, closer to a two than a one point five, just because there's more enjoyable about it than, well, some of the other stuff we're getting to. Like I still quote random lines mm. from the movie, yeah. like this many months later. It sticks I, in your head. Yeah, it's it's a bad movie. It's one of those. But it works in mm. some ways. And it's like, I have no problem with it. It's It didn't age very well. No. It's a little misogynistic. But then again, a lot of these movies are a little misogynistic. But That's what makes it fun. But it's just... No, it, 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 it's... There's, you can see the potential there. You can see the potential of it being either this rollicking farce of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Or you can see it being a good horror movie. Yeah. But it never quite reaches there. It's like part of it is because they revealed to you right out the gate. You know what the killer looks like. You know what his methodologies are. Hmm. There's a lot of weird parts to that. Yeah. Thing. And the finally, the big thing I found out today while I was doing some research really quickly on this yeah. is the mask. The mask that we could never figure out who it was going to be, who it was, what it was supposed to be. There's no actual reason behind it. But it's freaking Laurel from Laurel and Hardy. It's a cartoony version of him. Apparently he's evil because the killer kept saying, I am evil while wearing that mask, so... No, no, he only wore the mask near the end. He never wore it previously. But he did wear other faces. That's... The movie has... It's like I said, it's a good it's a good concept and it's watchable, but it's a weird... The, the, weird it's like film. the things that... Yeah, it's like the things that didn't work is that... It's... <clears throat> what didn't work about the, that film, specifically, is just it's like how it was constructed. The execution. The execution, but some of that is because of the low budget... You can understand that some of that was maybe this, like as you like to point out, these things are written really fast and yes. like not like not. But sometimes they come up better than. Uh, sometimes, than not a lot of the times. Sometimes, but, but it's like you... the whole plot with the son didn't really work out. He, mm-hmm. He's like he's just a, he. It's literally his seems to be that his mommy didn't give him enough attention. Yeah, and has one of those stinger endings from horror movies of the time that everybody didn't like, but they kept doing where the. Killer the, continues on and because the, the big reveal exactly of in. the film is that mm-hmm. the killer is her husband, is the main character Blaze's husband, yeah. who feels belittled, who feels that she doesn't pay enough attention to their son and belittles him, who doesn't like powerful women or women in general, it seems like, and who has severe mental disabilities or not disabilities, mental issues, I should say. Because as we revealed, he he spent some time in an it's, insane asylum. It's, it's, it's just it's like it's a really strange. Uh, it's like there's a lot of potential in the movie for a good plot behind mm-hmm. it, but then you get lines like, "I am evil." 
and I will commit murder. Yeah, it's a bit... Or you'll have a lot of time to think about it while you go up, and then as you come all the way down, as he ties her to an elevator. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say. Th- about yeah, this it's movie. it's like it's that's all I have. To, that's all. Is. That's all I want to really say on it is that this is a movie that had potential to be better than what it was. Here's a film Randy's going to change his score on, though. It's probably the no. Best this is movie. actually a movie that we need to have the discussion right now, and I'm staying on the table on purpose. It's Can the... we include in our scores zeros? No, it's one to five. No, there's only one. You can only do two. You can only do three. You can only do four. You can only do five. So and the reason why I'm bringing up this discussion because the next film <laughs> that we had watched this year this is was the worst movie the Apple. ever seen. This is arguably the worst film I've ever seen. This is the first one I gave a one out of five to as well on this list, and I stand by it. I uh, this was the fourth film by. that I gave one out of five, even though now it's officially the third film I gave a one out of five. Uh, <laughs> this movie is awful in every way, shape, or form. If uh, for the people who who like it even in a campy way, there's there's something. Wrong I'm wrong with you. you. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not to be insulting. This movie is bad. I don't. I don't really don't like this movie. But fun fact, bring us back to New Year's Evil. Oh, the costuming between the two, like between the new waivers and the discos mm-hmm. dancers in New Year's Evil, is the exact same costuming for the Apple. So you could make it canon in your head if you wanted to. A canon, canon? Would you say? Yes, the New Year's Evil and the Apple. This is a, this is a movie where they other. should have told their boss, no, please, no, this movie is bad. Yeah, the apple was, as I said, I enjoyed uh, Schizoid, Dr. Heckle, and New Year's Evil on, uh, in certain ways. They're not great movies, they're not even good movies, but I can enjoy them. For and I really think we need to open the discussion about being able to give zeros, or at least making the apple uh, the only exception to the rule of giving a movie a zero. The apple is, uh, is okay, I'm going to say it's the second worst movie I watched no, this year. No, no. It's the second worst movie, yes. No, I did not have enjoyment out of this movie in any way, shape, or form. Whereas the other movie that you're, whereas the other movie that you you're, you're thinking of, at least I had a couple of moments of like, okay, well, this I is funny. I like a couple of the songs in this one. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't really like those songs that much. They're dumb. That's why they're good. But no, this is just it's a bad movie. It's, I like to sing about actual vampires, Randy. Okay. Yeah, it's like no, sorry, no. Like I said, I, please let me give this movie a zero. This movie is awful. As I said, it's it's not good. It's not even it's not even watchable. I don't understand. Every time I think, think about this movie, bad. every single time I've seen this movie, the one time, I part of me has died. And yet you almost got the Rick Riff Tracks version of it. And hoping that something might be redeemed out of it. Yes. I, I don't even think they could make it funny, honestly. It's just not it's not enjoyable at all. Unlike the very next movie, which I was so thankful we uh we saw this movie because, boy, did it help save this podcast because it was Enter the Ninja. Oh, I really, really, really was thankful for this movie because it saved uh, the podcast from being, well, from like the Apple. We just came off the Apple. We saw this movie and I gave it a four to five and I would stand by my rating because I really like this movie. No changes. It's, it's just it's, it's an okay action film. It's like not not uh, the, the, the choreography is great. Mm-hmm. They did a good job in choreography, but it's like once again the budget shows. It's like it doesn't really it, it works, but it doesn't really work. I don't. I enjoyed every part of it. It's like it's like it's it's an okay movie. That's that's literally how I felt about it. It's like I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I don't think on it very Unlike, much. Unlike apparently the next film, which was Hospital Massacre. This is one that I go back and forth on because, like New Year's Evil, mm-hmm. this is another one I gave a two out of five, basically to round out our score because. It was, again, it's not as bad as New, uh, the Apple, for instance. It's not that bad, but it's uh, it's not good. But, it's again, it's watchable. This is one that I think, if I, I'd have to go back and listen to the tapes on this one. But I think this is the one where it's like a rounding a rounding up or down, where I went, it's like a, it's a 1.5 movie, but I went down to one. Yeah, it's but completely. this is another movie that I've there. been thinking on, but there's nothing really to quote about it. Nothing, but mm-hmm. it's another movie that I always come back to and go, this is another... One of those horror films so far in the canon catalog, like New Year's Evil, that had a potential mm-hmm. to be good. It's just they didn't really do anything with it. Like the basic premise of woman, like ignoring the opening scene with the psycho killing kid, <laughs> but that fear everybody has of going into a hospital for mm-hmm. a routine something or other. 
and yeah. then finding out something there's something worse going on hmm. and and then having that feeling that nobody's going to tell you what's going on yeah that is a legitimate fear that is something that's legitimately there it's they could have done so much more with the plot, uh, that plot idea beyond just just my, that. This is the trick of the guy. I want to. I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> I think my main problem was with the, were the actual kills because yeah, they were too. Uh, they were out of tone with what they were trying to go for, and it was a bit over the top, okay. especially when people kept disappearing and nobody was questioning. Would you it. agree that if they cut out cut out the whole entire slasher stalker element and focused more on something more Hitchcockian of this innate fear we have of the unknown, that this would have been a better movie? I wonder if you took the same exact movie and just cut out all the actual kills and didn't even show like the bodies just like every other scene and cut away before they were killed if it would be an entirely different movie i wonder it's like yeah it's like if the movie was just simply woman walks in for her routine checkups that she needs for her insurance something shows up weird on the x-ray and then thing that that, that people that, disappear then and then and then and that that's just random like like that there was an error in the first place mm-hmm. and then this just keeps snowballing downhill yeah. and with random the, people keep vanishing and but, all but with nothing going on yeah like would that have been a better film i think it would have been a better film honestly i think it would have been a more because it didn't film. need the slasher element if it was just simply there's a mistake going on there was a mistake well because uh, if you don't have the slasher element you don't know why this is happening if you have the slasher element you know it's a killer you know there's a guy going around doing this stuff and killing people it's there's no real uh, tension, I guess. It's like, I, it's like, I'm not changing my score, but I, this is a movie that I put, think that there's a potentially something hmm. interesting that could have been written about it. And it's, I don't know if it's, I can, I can understand a little bit why this is another one that's become kind of a cult classic hmm. uh, among certain people. I can understand it, at least. I understand it at hmm. my core, why they would, people kind of might have something to like about it. But yeah. all the actual slasher elements of this film, slasher stalker, Hmm. If it was played just more as a straight thriller, I think the movie could have actually been good. Yeah, I think it would have been, actually. As, as I said, it's it's ma- mainly that one aspect that really pulls it down. But uh, that's enough about that one. Let's talk about Death Wish 2. Death Wish 2, uh, in case you didn't realize, we gave the original one pretty high scores. I gave it a 5, Randy gave it a 4, and uh, I would stand by that. I think Randy would stand by his score yeah. as well. It, it's, it's still... It's, it's a, Death Wish 1 is, is a very... Interesting film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there are some issues with that film. It's like, but those are like representative of the time, the mm. place, the feelings that are going on there. My main problem with but Death, Death Wish, Wish 2, Two, on the other hand, my problem with Death Wish Two is the beginning of the film. Uh, where it started uh, too much of a replay. It was pretty much the the first movie again. I liked everything else after they got out of that, but I just think they could have thought of a better way to start the film than it was a weaker. Thing. It was a weaker film. Mm. Um. And the only reason I gave it a three was is purely because we had just come off of watching Death Wish One and, and those good vibes going towards that saying, Okay, this is this is probably one of the mm. first legitimately good movies we've watched other than Enter the Ninja and going, Yeah, mm. this is good. Mm. And then going to Death Wish Two immediately after and going, Okay, yeah, this is still okay. Mm. But like without like that, that Death Wish element, without that connection, without that investment in this uh Paul Kesey's character Kersey's character, mm-hmm. I would have given this a two. It's just it's like it's 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 just a it's just like a, a vigilante movie. It's an average vigilante. It's, it's, they too, redid too much of the same of the first movie. Yeah, but I but as I said, I enjoyed what the, what they did different. For instance, I thought the kills were better in this one than the first one because you saw them basically. In the other one, he just would shoot them. This one, he was hunting down specific people. So there was a bit of a yeah. Difference. That's 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 a good interesting the problem difference. Problem I had was as I said, uh, this setup is exactly the same thing. Thankfully, they don't do that in the follow up movies because. You know, it's. I had a uh, an idea for this movie. I think I shared with Randy once. It would have been an interesting way to do it. Would have had to been from the detective's point of view. Had it been a, a killer out there, doing what Paul Kersey was doing in the first movie, and had it basically be from his perspective, and this guy going around basically still be Charles Bronson killing. It's like vigilante you, killing. Change it from being a vigilante movie to being so a we detective don't know, slash horror movie. Yeah, so we don't know why Paul Kersey is out there, or if it's Paul Kersey. We only see Paul Kersey because the detective thinks it's him. And by the end of the movie, when they confront each other, um, they bring the guy into the uh, the station, and it turns out it's a mask. And we and there's been a whole bunch of killers basically copying him and becoming vigilantes. You know, inspired by him. That that was one part of the. 
points of the first movie. Yeah, that's JD's spec script slash fanfic for Death Wish. No, I think it would have been an interesting idea. And then at the end of the movie, it would. I, and I have to say this, I really like the last shot of the second movie and uh, the way he comes out of the shadow like that. And I think that would have been a perfect end to that because it would have been a way of showing that he's still out there or his idea is still out there. We don't know if it's still him or if it's just, you know, this concept. I think it would have been an interesting idea to take it. And of course, that's high for this considering it a high concept considering it's canon but i'm just trying to think of a way that you could have done a sequel without having it have to copy the beginning of the first movie again and just make it more extreme and um the the, the other thing i didn't like about this movie is, is the fact that it's, there, there was kind of a moral ambiguity about mm -hmm. the first film like the death wish was literally his you can take it literally mm -hmm. he's going out there because he wants to die because his his family has been so messed up by all this stuff, but he also mm -hmm. wants his revenge. Yeah. But the second movie, they completely ignore it. He's not going out because he wants to die. He's no, just this straight is just, up the revenge. No, this is just to kill. Uh, this is just to kill. This is just game. yeah, yeah. This it, is it's just, this is just about revenge and, and then kind of it loses ends when he. It's, it's not a moral ambiguously thing anymore. Which is actually kind of uh, similar to another movie we're going to get to later on the list. Yeah, the Last American Virgin. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Next, we're talking about the Last American Virgin, which Randy gave a one, and I gave a two to because it was not a good movie it had a good soundtrack though i have to say that it's an 80s booby comedy yeah randy does with those a lot. with joe rubbo with joe rubbo one of randy's favorites i just like saying the name uh, if, if for our longtime listeners all one of you um oh wait wrong joke wrong podcast uh <laughs> you'll know that i like i like funny names i like michael winner i like paul rubbo and I like Lucinda Dickey. It was Joe Rubbo, not Paul Rubbo. I don't care. <laughs> it's Paul Kersey. He still hasn't gotten Paul Kersey right. Sorry, Death Wish fans. But uh, yeah, the last... Ken American, Kesey? There's nothing really much to talk about in The Last American Virgin. It was a confused film that didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, it went from being... It's trying to be a booby comedy to being an after-school special to actually having the most realistic ending i've seen in a booby comedy after school special ever yeah it was kind of uh out of nowhere but it works where where we're after like i said this is the most re real mm -hmm. thing so to spoil this for people who haven't seen the movie well, if you saw a review or, or, or listen to our, our podcast yeah why are you here but <laughs> why are you here the Don't end of the, the, the last the last third the last act like the whole last act is the, the girl that the main character is in love with mm -hmm. who is dating his friend yep off and get, on. Get, gets is gets pregnant. He, he, the friend doesn't want anything to do with it, so she comes to the main character, and the main character takes care of her, works to get her an abortion, everything like that. You see them slowly, seemingly fall in love, and then once she has the abortion, mm -hmm. once this is a, she goes right back to the boyfriend in this completely devastating final scene with the perfect musical sting mm -hmm. that I've ever seen. And then it ends with him driving off. Driving and off, yeah. It, it. It's like completely heartbroken. It's complete. It's, it's a really bleak ending to a comedy film. Ostentatiously, ostentatiously a comedy film. It's just... It, 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 that it's, part was interesting about it. The it, fact that that's... Yeah, it encapsulates the, the weirdness of being a teenager. Nobody knows what's going on. And it was a good way to end it. The problem is like... And I think he still ends off, ends off with him being a virgin. Uh, I'd have to... Re-listen re to the thing. I'm, no, he went to the prostitute at that one point. No, but I don't think he. Uh, yeah, he did. Consummated. He did. He did. He came out. Remember, he had crabs. Oh yes. Okay. That was the. That no, was, I, th I thought it was his friend had crabs. They all did. They all jumped in the pool. At okay. that point. Yeah, there's not really anything else to say about that. There's one. a lot to say about this film, but at the same time, not a lot to say about this yeah. film. It's. Yeah. It's, Just listen to the podcast. I don't. I don't like booby comedies. It's like they don't. They don't do anything for me. No, uh, this one also wasn't that great. But next we have 10 to Midnight, which we both gave 3 out of 5 to. Part 3 in our uh, Bronson cast series of uh, podcasts. I, I think... I'd have to think about it a bit, but I think of the Bronson ones we watched, uh, which were Death with Us, Wish 2, and 10 to Midnight. I think I might have liked 10 to Midnight the most. I mean as liked, as in something I would watch again. I think the other two might have been better movies, but... I don't know. I like Ten to Midnight. It's like I stick by my score, but it's another one that, given time, I could be maybe pushed to give it a slightly higher one. But I think I might give it a four one day. But as it is, it's, I, it's I another think. movie that I feel could have been better. Mm -hmm. well, like it didn't know what it wanted to be, 
And like with New Year's Evil, it starts off with us knowing who the murderer was. It's, yeah, re- it's really the, long. the weakest scene. They shouldn't have done that. It's like, we know who the killer is the entire time. There's this interesting cat and mouse going on. Hmm. But, like I said, it doesn't really hold together very well. But it was still a better movie out of than what we've been watching up to this point. I like the whole cat and mouse aspect. Yeah, I like the the villain, and I like I, the. I could see, I could see this movie. I could I could I see potential in this movie to be a better movie, hmm. which makes me want to like it more because I can see the potential. I think it's more of a compulsory compulsory rewatchable movie than uh, than like for instance the original Death Wish. As much as I like it, it's not one I would probably watch a whole rewatch a whole lot. But this one I could see myself rewatching more. It's a. Uh, it's an interesting film, and I, I'm glad uh, we watched it, honestly. Uh, and the same thing, actually, with the next movie, which was The House of the Long Shadows, which was a surprise for me. Was... Surprise to me, too. Uh, this is when I started talking about my... I believe this is when I started talking about my, my, my weekend afternoon movies. This was... This is... Because this is exactly that type of movie, and it has that type of feel of the... Uh, this is a movie that, yes, I gave movie... it a three. He gave it a three. Yeah. That I would... That I'm not going to go out and look for it ever again. It's like, I'm, this isn't a movie like... Yeah, today feels like a House of Long Shadows. They always gotta mm. watch House of Long Shadows. Yeah. But if I saw it on television, I'm not gonna turn away. It's it's not. It it's a flawed those, film. It matches those feels of those old horror films really well. Yeah, it's a flawed film, but it's mm-hmm. also interesting. It's like the cast is very good. It's, it's another movie that had potential to be more than what it was, but but it is. It's it is still, pretty good. It's still <laughs> it's still okay. Yeah, it's like I said. This isn't. I'm not gonna go out and recommend to everybody. Yeah, hey, you should see this movie, but. If you happen to come across it watch on a streaming service, on television, mm-hmm. on YouTube, anywhere, it's like, you know what, just give it a watch. It's not bad. It's yeah, it's an enjoyable film. Yeah, it's, I, like I said, it's, I'm not conflicted on it, but it's just it's like... Just so they really be conflicted on it. My only pr- real comment on this film was the, uh, the, uh, the reaction to it was a lot harsher back in the day than it is now. I'm not really sure why that is. Maybe people were hoping for more gory type slasher films which this is not but because this isn't really a horror film it's horror comedy technically you know what it feels like it feels like this distinctly 80s genre of a family horror film yeah like you know what i'm talking about like the like the gates and like um well gremlins falls into this camp also 80s was a was a good time for monster squad is that Families could watch and older audiences could watch and both. This is what this it. feels like, and I think what people were going in there with an expectation for this to be a bloodier movie, but I don't see why. Like the trailer yeah. we had seen for it doesn't make it seem that way. It makes it seem like more of a serious drama with supernatural elements to it. It's, it's a fun film, did, and that's 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 fun. that's one of my uh, comments with a lot of eighty films. Is that they're, it's like they're if pretty fun. this movie actually I think would have been a better movie. It's like same cast, same same story, mm-hmm. but pacing closer to something like. Like th- that's I think what brings this movie down is it's a very leisurely paced film. Yeah, that's probably it too. I'd say. I think that's probably what turns off a lot of people is that it's a very leisurely paced film. I like everything else about it. It's that a, it's it's, it's really incredibly hate. cheesy, yeah. but the actors in the film are what make the film. It's it's fun, and that's what they were going for, and they succeeded at it. Which is uh, actually similar to the next film, Revenge of the Ninja, which was wow, that that was a lot of fun. That movie, uh, so many good action sequences. I really like that movie. <laughs> this one, I, I went to the... It's, it's, this was the exact opposite end of the spectrum from the first uh, Ninja... In, enter the Ninja film, like in the, in the Ninja trilogy. Yeah. Because it's like... Where the first one was like bloodless violence and like this is... It's very, very much like... You know, quote, unquote, fa- this one was really bloody and really gory mm-hmm. for no apparent reason, mm-hmm. which was almost a little bit of a turnoff in comparison. You know what? As I think about it, the three Ninja movies, the anthology movies, actually kind of... Not uh, the three ninja movies. This is the three yeah, ninja movies. Not the three ninja movies, but these three ninja movies actually kind of encapsulate uh, a lot of the decade pretty well. There are three different movies, three different aims, and they all encapsulate different era, eras of the 80s. The first one really does encapsulate that early 80s, almost Late family, 70s, early 80s, yeah. Family film. The second one really encapsulates the uh, 80s action film. Who wants a cockfight? Who wants to watch some cockfighting? <laughs> And the second one's it's over rock. The second one is very much like an '80s action film, and the third one is like that um, weird uh, '80s <laughs> period with the horror films and the family kind of. Uh, the, vibe. the third it's movie weird. is oh, a very. I'll be we'll talking about that, that one when we get to that one. But all three of them kind of are different enough that it, now that I think about it. I like these movies a lot more yeah, now. I, I, it's like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed now the I second one it. a lot. 
Like it's like I said, it's mm-hmm. like I enjoy, actually let's say I enjoy it equally to as much as the first one because well, let's, let's just get out of the way. I'm not going not going to talk about this one, the third one specifically right now, but I'm going to say I liked all three of them. I thought they were all really good films, and I think they might have been the best uh, as a whole that we watched so far. If you're putting them all together, I think the three of them as a whole are probably uh, like if you found a package of all three of them, I would. I wouldn't hesitate to grab all three of them, basically. That type of thing. Yeah, it's like I said, I have issues with it. Like I said, it's it's more... Mm-hmm. It, it's The third one splits the difference. It's like what I'm saying for like the violence-wise. But it's, yeah. yeah, it has really good choreography. Uh, Sho Kosugi is a great... He should have been in more films. Yes, he should have. I really like him. I, I, I do. I actually really like him. It's just like mm-hmm. I said, it was off-putting like the amount of blood and gore yeah. in this one in comparison to the first one. Yeah, and the story is a little bit light, but that's okay in a way. Yeah, the, but I think we talked about uh, the story in in the uh, podcast. But if not, it was they had a script and it, it wasn't working, so they uh, rewrote it on the fly. So that's why the the plot isn't like strong. Basically, it's just like going from here to here to here. But it still works because the action sequences flow. So kind of the whole movie flows like a roller coaster almost. And. Uh, that's all I can really say about that movie. I really like that one. But next we have. It's like I might want to. I might want to sit down just by myself one yeah. day. Just sit down and rewatch it. And just think on it for a bit. I'd probably just rewatch all three of them in a row. Honestly, I just I I liked all three of them a lot. But next we got uh, Break In, which was another surprise, like House of the Long Shadow. Yeah, Break In. It's like it's, it's historically people either you're gonna like the movie or you're not gonna like the movie. Hmm. It's um. It, it's. It, 80s family dance film. Yeah. Like which, I said. Like I said, it's the movie... Specific vibe for that era. I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. I repeat myself a lot because we watch a lot of these films. Mm-hmm. It's another movie that is incredibly flawed. Oh, yes. Acting was bad. Budget was bad. Uh, set. Cat. Like, I think it's overall kind of bad about the film. I'm going to say it's probably but, the best bad movie we watched. But, <laughs> no, that's not the best bad movie we watched. Um, it's... You made me lose my thought because you made me you made you made me think of Lucinda Dickey, uh, <laughs> um, oh, who's also in this film. Uh, of she is. Randy but Hero. but the the acting is so bad in this film. But specific characters especially. But mm-hmm. it's so bleeding charming. Yes, that's the thing. Is this movie is really charming? There's a lot of spirit to it. It's it's and, really infectious. And for some reason, like a lot of canon films, early canon films. It has to have that rapey moment in there. <laughs> the weird out of Ra- place one. Yeah. Where the guy in the middle of But but not Shooter McGavin, which is good, but, but just but but it's it has that weird rapey moment that a lot of these films thought, a lot of the canon films have. It's so odd that Christopher McDonald was in this movie, but at the same time he was actually not a bad guy, which is not not very common. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, it's the movie's not great. But this is a movie that I'm no. not gonna tell it's like the the, the uh, long shadows, House of Long Shadows. If, if, if you happen to come across it, it's not, not a bad movie. It's not even that a bad of a so movie, barring a, the rapey part, to watch with family. It's... You've seen a dollar bin, just pick it up, really. It's it's just, yeah, it's a good bad movie. It's like, I can understand, I understand entirely why this one has a cult following. Yeah, it's, as I said, it's enjoyable. It, I don't think it deserves a lot of the uh, rep, rep it has, considering it's a lot worse movies uh, in the 80s. Which we shall be talking about soon, too. Yep, soon enough. <laughs> before we get to that one, let's talk about a movie that was kind of in between, which was Making the Grade. A Oh! I, I this wanted, movie barely made the grade! A I wanted to watch this one uh, also because it was a canon movie, because it was kind of of its time for the teen comedy films. It wanted to be serious. It wanted to be comedy. It couldn't quite match. Ma- yeah, it was a booby ca- comedy that didn't work out very well. Another one that can- canon doesn't do booby comedies well. But I think this one was objectively better than The Last American Virgin as a whole. It yes, I'll, I'll agree with you on Better that. execution, better acting, better music even, which was, again, one of the highlights of the first one. It's like the movie went from being a straight-up comedy mm-hmm. to being a serious drama in the final act. I think the problem with the movie is it needed a stronger editing it, because it was too long it, for what it was. It had a tonal whiplash that, that mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. More so than... Then uh, the Last American Virgin is uh, flipped from straight comedy to after school special. Well, that's because Last American Virgin kind of uh, wobbled a bit at points between the two. But this one, it's like this, this one I gave a two. Switches. This one here I gave a two. Last American Virgin I gave one. Mm-hmm. But it kind of had a balance to this tonal whiplash. It just wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm shaky. No, it's like, okay, so you're okay, you're going straight whole hog serious, yeah. and then, oh, hey, now we're gonna have our funny stinger again. 
it's but at least it was a competent movie and it was watchable. That's about it. That's all I can really say that's good about the movie is that it was competent. I didn't mm-hmm. like the characters overall. Though, I'm saying this now, I am disappointed that we could not watch immediately afterwards the follow-up Touristas because it never happened. The movie performed so poorly and was so disliked, they never did the spin-off. Yeah, it also came out at a bad time, too. Uh, but speaking of which, we're going to have to do a little preface on the next one. Uh, next one is Exterminator 2, because I have to explain my grade on this one. I gave it a 2 out of 5. Yeah, he gave it a 2. I gave it a 1. This movie's bad. This movie is bad. It's kind of like... Um, People, look into the history about this. Production history? It's kind of like uh, Death Wish 2, honestly, only worse in every conceivable way. They barely had a finished script. They had to switch out the screenwriter, the director, the choreography. They, they did everything. The character was named X in there because they couldn't come up with a name. Yep. But I can say one thing about this, and this is why I gave it a 2. Unlike the first movie, it had a plot, and it had a beginning, middle, and it had an end. The first movie had none of that. And the first movie... Yeah, the, the first movie was a series of vignettes. I hated that first movie so much that... I think I hated it on the level Randy hated the apple because I wanted to give this zero. I hated it That's so That's why I was much. bringing up the conversation about the apple. Can we give it a zero? Because if... I'll train with you here, JD. If we can give the apple a zero, we can give the exterminator one a zero. Yeah, but I don't Which want... allows you... Wait, wait. Which would allow you to move this down to a one. Yeah, but I don't really want to do that just because it would it would... It wouldn't tamper with the rankings going forward. But I'll just say it out straight out. If it wasn't for the first one uh, existing, I probably would have given this a one. But I can't review this in a vacuum of the films because you look at Exterminator 2, you instantly think there's a For, first for our thoughts, like, oh, we'll give a little bit of a recap on the, the, the non-canon ones at the end. But, yeah, we'll do but, but still, go listen to The Exterminator. It's like, if, if you found it hilarious how broken mm-hmm. I was during the Apple's podcast... Yeah listen to jd coming off of the exterminator one where i had to calm him down with a puppy calendar it was a really really bad movie and i hated every every moment a moment of this and and i hate it i didn't hate exterminator 2 i didn't like exterminator 2 i thought it was a bad movie but i didn't hate it that's the that's what i'm trying to get around to it made you a worse person for seeing it that's well, that's what I'm trying to get to, and I, why I'm trying to describe why I didn't give this one a one is because it, I didn't hate it to the point where I wanted to break uh, a DVD disc in two and throw it out the window or anything like that. I just didn't like it, and it, there's nothing really good about the movie, but the fact that it doesn't have those really, 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 really terrible parts to it is why I can't justify knocking it down I, I had to amuse myself while watching these two films because i had to, it's like i was just i was making jokes non-stop well, for con- bad films well for context i only gave my ratings are different than randy's i gave three movies uh this season a one and i the reason i gave all three of those movies a one is because i hated them a lot but randy just gives things ones that he just doesn't like it at all but I give it a one if I hate it so much I can't enjoy it. I'll, I'll, I'm, I, I gotta give you my explanation again, JD. Mm-hmm. It's like five is that it's a near perf- perfect, amazing movie. Four mm-hmm. is like this is great. Three is it's okay. Two is I don't like it. One is I hate it. Yeah, but that's because I don't I can't have a zero and say say this movie is absolute trash. Don't see it. So it's like one is the I hate yes. this movie. I, I I hate this movie. But even in the movies that I I didn't like, I didn't hate because there's something I could you know enjoy. Like even I don't know uh, the last American Virgin. I like the music. I like some of the scenes. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. Same thing with um, Hospital Massacre or even New Year's Evil. They're it's not like, good like, movies, like, but like I like said, find more, something to enjoy. More more granular here. It's like I said. When I give it a one, I mean this is a bad movie. When I give it a two. There's at least an understanding I have that people might like this film. Like, I can understand why people might like this film if I give it a two. Yeah. But if I give it a one, I do not, I cannot I think comprehend I, yeah. why somebody would like that. I film. think that's my difference is uh, for, for this is a five, when I give something a five, is something that kind of improves me, I guess, in my mood, for instance, that I'll feel better watching it somehow. And a one would be the complete opposite, where it would really, really drag me down. And Exterminator 2 isn't that kind of movie, it's just not good. One it's of these days, it's like it'll probably be separate because he hates it when I talk about it. But one of these days, I'm going to do a separate episode on something talking about a movie that took me how many years? Ten years? To decide time. if I liked it or hated it. A long time. Um, and so it's like, uh, this, he mentioned this, I think, in the introduction to, to this podcast or mm-hmm. into the very first episode that I 
yeah. process films differently mm-hmm. than does. most people. I process stories differently than most people. So it's like, I will think on these things for years and years that's and why then adjust we, things. That's why we wanted to do the, these episodes right after watching the movie so they had a fresh perspective on it. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, I completely forgot what I was talking about, so we'll just move on to whatever our next film was. Okay, the next film after, um, which was uh, Exterminator 2, was Ninja 3, The Domination. Randy has a lot more to say about this movie than I do. I just enjoyed it, so. I, it's like I said, it's this movie, there's something about it that. It was the first movie we watched where Randy went out and bought it on DVD right away. I actually bought it as a joke. He bought it right away. I bought it on Blu-ray as a joke, and then immediately thought, thought, uh, thought, um, like I had immediately had buyer's remorse afterwards. <laughs> but this movie, there's something incredibly charming about the movie because of how this. Okay, earlier we mentioned something about we're gonna be talking about bad movies that are really good. This movie is the craziest film that we have watched. Yes, it is. It's nutty. Th- this m- movie. Is the craziest film that we have watched. So I'll say one thing about it. We had some crazy films too, like um, Doctor Heckle and Mister Hype was really, really out there, and so was, as we've said before, uh, stuff like The Apple, for instance. Yeah, but but it works here. Have you had have we had a film in which an evil ninja dies and possesses a aerobics instructor? To have her continue killing the, his targets for some unexplained reason, and then get exercised, and then have Shokosuke fight his reanimated corpse. Well, as uh, monks, he also possessed at the same time with his newfound powers. Have we had a movie that had that crazy of a plot? I think that's why this movie works, is because even if it is ridiculous, the tone is consistent. It's yeah, it's not, it's it, not a good movie, people. This is like this is just like, but this movie is. So bad that it's good. I would say. Like, I, 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 I ask me again in a year's time. This movie mm. might have moved up to a four. I understand perfectly why mm. this movie is a cult classic. Because yeah. it is dumb. Yeah. It, it is, is awesomely dumb. It's the weakest of the three on an objective standpoint, obviously. But uh, but it's the, totally, it's the most consistent. It's, there's, it's, it's, like, it's not bloodless violence like the first one. But it's not extreme gore like the second one. It's, it's somewhere in the middle on everything. It's... It's, 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 what is it? It's, it's, it's misogynistic, but it is. It's like, it, it does all these things of like, we're both, we're both this thing, but we're not. It's a strange film. It's a really dumb, only a ninja can kill a ninja, JD. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the, uh, the thread through all three of them, Randy. The only ninjas can kill other ninjas. Yeah, but only a ninja can kill a ninja. And only a ninja can kill a zombie ninja, apparently, too. Oh, that, that final battle is so crazy dumb. This is another movie that the budget shows that, but this is like a, Z-, Z movie, if I've ever seen one, but it is so bad. Mm-hmm. It's a but bad movie that works. It's so good. Sort of like Breaking. It's not a good movie, but it works, which is a lot of a lot more than I could say about a lot of the bad movies we watched. Like, um, like I said, like Doctor Heckle and Mister Hype is not good. But this is so good. It's not a but, four star yet, but it but works. It's so good. I think that's the key thing is that it works. And this is the next one. Uh, I have to explain more. The Missing in Action, I gave it a 5 out of 5. I already gave it a 3 out of 5. I gave it a 5 out of 5 and didn't really explain it that well in the review, but I like movies. Yeah, but that's because we were tired out after watching how many movies? This movie I like so much because it's a film about a guy uh, in a war that's infamous for being lost, which was Vietnam, and he came back lo- lost. He lost his friends. He lost everything. And he spends the whole movie... Through uh, trial after tribulation to get it all back. And by the end of the movie, he works through so much and he achieves so much by the end. I joke about how the movie is... It's inspiring, the whole movie. I liked it a lot. I joke about how the beginning of the movie is basically just like... Could be a completely separate movie about a man coming to terms with his PTSD. But in the case of how he comes to terms with his PTSD is to go back and save the people he left behind. The whole thing is is about making up for uh, for past uh, mistakes and... The whole movie works just because he's a good guy who screwed up once. To, and there, and he has to go back and he has to make up for what he did. And he takes out some bad guys along the way. It's an action movie, but it's it's one that I put on a higher rating than I, I thought I would. Because when I first watched the movie, I enjoyed it. The second time I watched it, I really liked it. And then when we watched it for this, I realized, you know, I actually really like this movie. And... 
I can't just give it a and four. I, and I thought it was just okay. It, it, like I said, it's, it's, it's an okay action film. I like a lot of the things mm. around it. It's just that it's some of the... It's, hey, everybody, get out your shot glass. Oh, Pacing. It was a little bit off for me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's uneven. It's totally inconsistent. And then there's also that little bit of a thing later on where I start feeling now... In retrospect, there's a little bit too much of cribbing from, like, Rambo, even though I've only seen parts of the original Rambo and second Rambo. It's not the first one you're thinking of. The first one, first one. I'm thinking of the second one, America. yeah. Because I remember, I've never seen the entirety of those films. It was based on, apparently, the spec script from uh, for Rambo 2 by James Cameron. Okay. But I like this movie better than uh, than Rambo, than First, not First Blood, First Blood Part 2, the second one. I, I enjoyed the first one, but the second one is kind of like this, but I like this movie more. I also think Chuck Norris plays the part better, this type of part better than. Uh, yeah, it's like it's, I think I, I think I jokingly said or legitimately said I can't remember that his like the thinking man's action star in these films. It's like you just he's actually acting his way through these scenes instead of. Chuck Norris is a way uh, has a has a way of doing things where he feels like almost like a force of nature. Sometimes whenever he's on screen, he's just there. He's a presence. Though I have I have looked at some reviews of this movie and that are very unfavorable, yeah. and I do kind of agree in some cases. That this is where the the Rambo comparison comes from. That he's in some some ways a low rent Stallone in this film. I could see that, but it, but, but I think it benefits from the it's fact still that an okay he's, film. he's not really he's not like you know running around shirtless with five hundred guys shooting at him at once. It's in, it's not that type of film, even though it sells itself as and it's that. not a quippy film. It's not. No, as I said, it's it's a movie I just like more and more every time I watch it. So I had to give it something uh, a bit more special than I gave the other ones. Which is more than I can say for the last film we reviewed. Which is Break Into Electric Boogaloo. I waggled my fingers, so there we go. Electric Boogaloo. This is the second film... No, well, if, yeah, we, if, we, if we count a non-canon, but for this, this is the second film we both gave one out of fives to. And I'm not changing my review. <laughs> I'm not. I hated this film. I don't, I don't even... It, like I said before, I don't give ones out of fives unless I feel like I'm a worse person from sitting through it. And this film shouldn't have made me feel that way because it's supposed to be a happy-go-lucky, you know... But it is a happy-go-lucky film, J.D. No, it's supposed to uplift you. Those Just that type of movie. It's a feel-good movie. But it is a feel-good movie, J.D. It doesn't make me feel good watching this movie at all. The issue with the film, unlike The Apple, which is a, which is a infinitely worse film, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, the apple's awful. I'm not going to say it's infinite. Is that Breakin' 2, the issue with Breakin' 2, mm-hmm. like our favorite film ever, The Exterminator 1, it's a series of vignettes. There's literally, how long did we, we, we pen the I movie? That, the movie's an hour and a half, I right? I think that might be the difference between me and you and what we hate more than the other one does. I hate films that don't have a clear goal, like they have but a you're point not, A to point B. But you're not letting me finish what I was going to say here. I know. I just wanted to say this quick. Is that Breaking 2 has no clear point. Just like Exterminator Exterminator 1 has no clear point. The Apple does have a clear point even though it's a stupid point. And it's really, really bad. But yeah, No, this on. movie... The What the problem with this film is... Mm-hmm. Is that... How long did we say the movie was? It's about an hour and a half? It feels like it's three hours. Well, that was also partially how we were watching it. But, um, no, the movie wouldn't end. It just kept going. Is that the plot is about 20 minutes long. Yeah. That is because it's a series of vignettes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a series of music videos mm-hmm. that with little to no connection with the... It's, the premise of the film is we're saving our recreation center. That is the premise of the film. Yeah, saving the rec center. You know that plot if you've ever seen one of these types of 80s movies. I don't know and if this is the originator it. of it or not. But. but that's it. That's that's the plot of the film. Um, they The movie takes forever to get to that point in the movie with a series of just dance numbers. You get the little bit of plot peppered about after the dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Some relationship drama that's not really relationship drama. And then it ends... It's a movie where you could sit there for twenty minutes, or just come in twenty minutes, and you wouldn't be. Literally, you could supercut. You could cut out all the music in this film, all the dance sequences in this film, and boil the whole plot down to fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah. This movie was clearly rushed out to capitalize. Yeah, on there is film. nothing. That's the issue with this film. That's why I have given it. That's why I gave it a one. But I still don't think it's worse than the Apple. But it's just because far. it's it's a movie that doesn't have that focus that I that mm-hmm. we, we've, we've been talking about the last couple of films where it has a focus the original movie had a focus even this it, one, this one has a plot but it's it's even if it's very poorly done 
Yeah, but there's no focus on the plot half the time. Like, how many times at the beginning did they cut from quote-unquote plot to the rec center where they're dancing, back to the plot, back to the rec center where they're dancing? That's not pacing. That's, no, this movie just doesn't... That's horrendous. This, this movie is just... A, it's, it's like it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like the plot's barely there. And I'm kind of disappointed we ended But it also this. felt like it was the... Um, mm. I'm trying to think of a really long movie here. Yeah. The Godfather of bad movies going on right here? Because it's a movie that's about an hour and a half that felt like four hours. If the movie makes you think... If the movie makes you stop and think, no wonder if you left something in the dishwasher, then it's got problems. It's like this Can movie is the dryer on. This movie, I always think that, and I don't have a washer or dryer. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, this like I said, the the movie is just fundamentally flawed in so many ways. There's a reason why this is a joke. There's a reason why, this is why the, the, the subtitle Boogaloo "Electric Boogaloo" has become such a trope to call a movie. This is this, this, "Electric Boogaloo" is just that it's a quick cash in. Yeah, and this is what this movie is. Just like that's what rapping will end up being as well. Well, we'll see when we get there because that's not that's not yet. No, this is okay. This people, this is what we call in the parlance as a called shot. Yeah, rapping is going to be a quick cash grabbing. <laughs> crash, gr- crash, cash grabbing. That should be the name of the sequel. Yeah, and um, that's, that's the name of my fan fiction. That's all seventeen of the movies we in the canon we talked about timeline. Yeah, when we talked about uh, normal canon stuff, for non-canon stuff we talked about a, a few other movies. Uh, like Some of said, which we've already given our thoughts yeah, on. Death but, Wish, uh, the original Death Wish, Exterminator, uh, one of which I thought was great. The original Death Wish, the Exterminator. Don't don't watch that movie. And then we talked about Sword and the Sorcerer, which was. Uh, a really interesting film, but it wasn't. A this good one, one here, I don't have the, uh, he the scores up, and I gave it a three. Yeah, that one I I, I found flawed. It but... was a flawed movie. It had good parts to it. I'm not sure. Who did I say that he, he actually went on to direct one of the other good films we just watched? I think it might have been actually Ninja the 3. next film, Ninja Three: The Domination. I think is what we had watched. No, that wasn't it. The next film uh, is actually the next non-canon film. But but wait, you're going too far. So it's like we watched The Sword and the Sorcerer. It's like it was an okay '80s. Fan, yeah. Sword and sorcery yeah, it fantasy a, flick it with its own toy rating. spinoff. It's not great. It's like not not good. I don't want to ever go back to watch. I found it was like very miserably mm-hmm. paced. Yeah. Then we watched the Exterminator one, which was awful, which we already talked about in detail. Which is the worst movie. And 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 the other one that we're not we haven't talked about was our Halloween special. Yeah, that's literally our Halloween special where we watched. To. I only was going to say is you you wanted to know what the director did other than Sword and yeah. Sorcery. That is radiation. Dreams. Radioactive dreams, Radioactive yes. Radioactive dreams, which is at the end, but we'll go through a quick thing on the Halloween movies. We watched Halloween One, which was a uh, sort of the uh, original, the Ur slasher film. The one that even John Carpenter said that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make my version of uh, the sequel. No, he's no. He said he was trying to make his version of Psycho, like that. He's trying to make a Hitchcock film. Is what he was trying to do with this film, which is kind, is which is true. It's, it's, yes. it's very Hitchcockian in its in its construction. Yeah, we gave that both. We both gave that one a four, and I would stand by uh, that rating. Actually, it was good. It was a good horror movie. It was probably the only slasher film I would ever do, give that rating to because it was so uh, so well done. Unfortunately, the sequel didn't live up to that. The, the, the fourth sequel, where and you give that one a three, I gave that. Yeah, one a it's two. like I liked it. It was okay as a follow up, but it's problematic. Yeah. And I just it, liked it more than he did. It's I, it's 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 the it's, first twenty minutes were really good. The, you, if you just came off watching the first one, you put in the second one. Those the, the first twenty minutes is so exciting, and it's you're like, wow, this is going to be something really special. And it, flatlines. Yeah, it because it, it goes too much into what would become traditional slasher, slasher tropes. Uh, so it's a, and it starts to break down there. The big revelation that uh, Michael Myers is Jamie Curtis's character's brother. Yeah, I hate stuff like that. But too. if you look into the production history of this, it's John Carpenter was basically forced into writing this script. So much so that apparently, uh, by the time we're recording this, is we've had news that he's making a, a new sequel, which is supposed to take place after the original and discounting. The yeah, it's going to discount one. all the other films in the franchise. Which is... Except uh, for our next film we're going to talk about, Halloween 3. <laughs> Halloween 3. Halloween 3 was such a fun movie. This is the oh, biggest... Man. Actually, no, this isn't the biggest surprise for me. No, but it was fun. But no, no, it's like I said, it's like there's three movies in this season that, that of, of all are like... So overall, with the non-canon stuff, we've mm-hmm. had about... We're, we're going to have 20, 21 episodes for a yeah. total of about 24 movies. Mm-hmm. Out of these 24 movies we watched, my biggest surprises yeah. have been... Halloween, which I kind of figured was going to be good. Yeah, that was Ninja Three: The Domination. Yeah. That one's Halloween Three 
Season oh, of the Witch, Halloween which is a big surprise. Oh, and the last, my last big surprise, which was Radioactive Dreams. Yeah, we'll but we're gonna be talking about in a second. Stuff. But I want to end on that one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. We wanted to talk about uh, Halloween Three. Halloween Three was is a movie that's kind of it's kind of got a weird history because when it came out, it was hated. It was hated for a long time. Even when I was younger, if anybody talked about movies from the era, it was kind of a punchline. Honestly, people didn't like the movie, and it was hated so much that the film didn't do that great in the box office. And the franchise people got, wanted more Michael Myers. And the franchise got stuck on infinite Michael Myers movies, much to my distaste. Because after the second movie, I never want to see that character again. But this movie was its own thing. <coughs> Excuse me, and it was. Uh, how do you even describe this movie? Okay, it's science fiction. Yeah, you step back for a second. Fantasy. It's horror. It's mystery. So the basic plot of this movie ends up being mm. an invasion of the body snatchers type thing, yeah. plus fairies, plus um, robotic robotic men. That the robotic oh, men. Man. That's the invasion of the body snatchers thing. Up there, it's it, this movie is a town for, a town with a mysterious secret. It's yeah, oh. it, it, it's a it's a it's a really decent movie. It's a it was a big surprise. And also, so the fun fact is that around Halloween, we well, well, how much in advance of Halloween did we record this? Like, like a two weeks before it. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then that we the week we recorded it throughout the week, as I had told yeah. JD, and I don't know, I didn't send him any links on that, yeah. but I started seeing as if the universe was in agreement here. Mm. A lot of people going is like, you know what's a good Halloween movie? Halloween three. There, it's like yeah. in in the last like couple of years, there seems to have been people going. That, that season that their season of the witch it's actually a good movie there's, there's this and this is why and people are some people there's coming around people going this is actually the best halloween movie next to the first one i would say definitely is best next to the first one no question about it this movie wanted this movie made me so disappointed when i finished watching it because i i realized oh yeah this isn't an anthology series like it was supposed to be they're all michael myers movies. this one is also weirdly um one like i would call it a family horror film because it's not a booby horror film almost yeah it's it, it's like you can watch it. it's like it's not, nothing objectionable really in here most of the kills i think take place off screen like yeah it's just not like overly bloody it's except for the scene where she burns her mouth off with that pen uh that pin yeah oh that scene is crazy that there's that scene actually actually that scene i would say maybe jump more than any jump scare i've ever seen in a horror movie because what it was unexpected heck? up to that point. It was unexpected up it to that point. It was so... Oh, man. I, so, this, yeah, this movie mm, is... is if, if, if I say that Ninja 3, The Domination, was a crazy film, this is a crazy film. Yep. But it just, just, just by the nature of it being... Movie. Just by the nature yeah. of it being the black sheep of the Halloween franchise... I think it would be a stronger and, film and, than and Ninja not, 3, though. And not... Um, it's, I don't even know how to describe this film when I talk about it, because... Like is it, it? It's not perfect. Obviously, there's uh, random pacing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, but but that's that's like almost it's, like it's uh, a film that where the sum of its parts the pacing is representative a, of the time. Yeah, but the sum of its parts add up to a greater whole. It's a hard movie to uh, review in a vacuum, but if it's a movie that that came on, I would instantly sit down and watch it because it was enjoyable. I think I gave it a three as well, I but because I, I can't give it a four, but it's like. Because of those... I want to give specific, it Specifically because of the... Yeah, that's it. I want to. It's like, it was one of those ones... And maybe if I watch it for another decade, I would. Which is, which is one of those films that I know for a fact that we had talked about the whole point system and like... That it, like I was probably leaning closer to a four, but I couldn't quite get there. So it's like maybe I had to someday. go down to three. Yeah. Maybe someday. For maybe now, after another rewatch. For now, I'd have to stick to a three. But, but this movie is, is is like... It's, like, it's, it's really weird. It's really And it's not... Right? I'm not trying to be contrary with people. Like, oh mm. no, this is the... This is the best Halloween film. No, the first one's the best. The first one. one's the best Halloween film, but yeah. the, but I understand there's a reason this movie is has it has slowly been swelling getting that support of and being And it just gives you that film. impression too like imagine if this was an anthology series, movies like The First Halloween and this. Imagine how cool that would have been. Like like I said, I had no problem with it being 1, 2 and then 3 where the first yeah. two are one movie but imagine and if the this would have yeah. been a, it would have been such a better series. And we're actually worse off But lost but it. thanks to things like this and Halloween, we got Hmm. that great horror anthology film which i don't think you've seen trick or treat which is within like the last 10 years it's it's a really great uh horror film we have overall. a few horror anthology movies on our list for future seasons but don't want to spoil that just yet but we have one more film to talk about and that's called 
radioactive dreams. So yeah. do people here like Fallout? <laughs> do you like Fallout? Do you like detective stories? Do you like oddball comedies from the 80s? Well, you get it all here. This movie... Did I give this movie a 4 or a 5? I, I can't gave remember. this movie a 4. Okay. I gave this movie a 4 as well, and uh, I was surprised they gave it a 4. And unlike Randy, I had seen this movie before. I liked the movie the first time I saw it, but I wanted to watch it again. And the second time I saw it, I was actually taken aback because I, I thought to myself, this is better than the first time I saw it. How did this happen? Yeah, this is a movie. So you're saying it's like you were surprised that even if I half jokingly went out when I got... Uh, Ninja 3 this is the one where at the end of the movie while we were prepping for this I'm literally sitting down trying to find a copy of this film so I can have it in my collection if you're watching this please email Shout Factory and ask them to put this movie out on DVD or something why is this not out on DVD I actually need to change my score I, this needs to be a 5 I guess, like, it has five? to be a 5 it has to be a 5 for How? me because this is a really good movie it is a good movie I think actually because I'm thinking about what brought me down it was that one scene with that became a music video and that that completely destroying the the pacing of the film. Yeah. But you know what? I think you would change I can just, your mind on multiple watches. Yeah, this movie like is it. a five out of five for Randy. One of the few that I will ever give in this whole entire series. I might eventually give it a five out of five myself. But, but I, I was really this surprised. movie. Oh my god! It's I can't <laughs> believe that it's not available. Yes, this is a real surprise. for sale. You have to look for a rare region two German copy of it. Yeah with bare bone it's like it's like i said it's like i'm not pleading with you if you're listening to this i'm gonna tell you please, people right now that go watch this movie no no it's like it's like i it's like i'm not gonna go say hey everybody go be a pirate but this movie's on youtube yes it's like the the company cares so little about this film that it's available that you, you can find this on youtube and watch it yeah. in its entirety do so it is so good i hate the fact uh, that it's it che it's super cheesy but I think every other film we've watched on this list is available on DVD in some form or another. Whether it's like a two-for-one pack by uh, Shout Factory or something, because I think that's Hospital Massacre. This movie is not, and I don't understand why it's not, because it's really good. Yeah, it's this movie. I literally, the movie ended and I went, I need, I need a copy of this film. I need to own this film. It's a very creative film. It's very funny. It's uh, got some good uh, set pieces. It's got some good uh, characterizations. It's just... Yeah, there are problems with this film, but, mm. you, but it's... So good. It's it might could just simply be that we've watched so many bad films this year. I don't think that's the case because uh, I've seen um, how many how many movies did I I uh, give give a one star? Oh, you gave about I think half the list. Honestly, I gave almost half of what we watched this year, and this is just this is just oh uh, this is not including our uh, our non canon. No, ones. it is including the non canon. Non canon. I gave about half of what we watched. You only gave 20... one non canon. I wanted a five. Out of like twenty four movies, I gave like almost half of what we've watched one stars, mm -hmm. and then and then a, uh, nine of them, yeah. And then but then you start rolling in the two stars, and then it's like. But you also I've... have to remember most of the ones were at the beginning of the season, so it kind of shifted because of Breaking Two, well, Breaking Two, and Exterminator Two. Yeah, but those two films had production problems. The difference is, I think Canon was actually getting better at uh, how they so, were putting out yeah, films. Yeah, and Radioactive Dreams. It's like I said, it's like it's an even bigger surprise because I was so underwhelmed by the sort of the source and the sorcerer yeah. to find out that this movie was directed by the same director. Yeah, it just goes to show you that you can't really judge by the. Like director. I said, I you, you. It's like if you have a chance, you haven't seen this movie, you haven't been following along with us, and somehow getting your hands on these on these movies. This movie is on YouTube, people. Mm-hmm. Except that now some random person's going to hear about that and take it down. But it is on YouTube. Watch it. It is worth every minute. And when you finish watching it... It's cheesy. Write it's... an email. Send it to a company like Shout Factory to release this thing on DVD. Because it should be on DVD. It should be. Why or Blu-ray, yeah. It's like... I can understand actually why it's not on Blu-ray. Because it looks like it was filmed with a, would... like a, a camcorder from the yeah, 80s. You'd have to really... Uh, Which is part of its appeal, like the movie. Okay, so the cinematography film—it literally looks like it was shot on a uh, camcorder. It's like it looks like older tech they used to film everything in it. It works for the type of film it is. The music was it had this great '80s like new wave punk soundtrack, kind of like mm -hmm. New Year's Evil. Yeah. Um, it's like it's 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 just such a good random movie. It's like I like I generally like these type of movies. Mm -hmm. it's also but this one is a really good one of those. Fun detective noir too at the same time. Yeah, it is a fun detective noir and, and it has one of the cheesiest endings. <laughs> it it works really well just because of how random dancing. Well, it, you know, normally those types of uh, noir movies end on a downer when and 
But this is, movie isn't like one of those because it's such a weird comedy at the same time, so it has to end in the opposite direction. So you it kind a, of contrasts. You have a pair of disco twin uh, kitties running around with guns chasing <laughs> after our, our, our heroes. <laughs> then eaten by a, a monster at the end. It's a, a giant rat, if I remember, yeah. It's such a weird movie, but it's a fun movie. And uh, with that, I guess that's... That's Randy's pick of the week. Go out and watch Radioactive Dreams. And with that, that's uh, our whole season one lineup, everybody. We hope you enjoyed sticking around with us for season one of Cannon Cruisers. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break. Um, While we retool, uh, JD might be doing this alone from henceforward. Because after I watch the Apple again, I'll probably put a gun in my mouth and blow up my brains. I told you not to watch that again. I'm just going to pretend that didn't exist, just like the first Exterminator movie. Never happened. But uh, we'll probably start up a, a, probably a, a month out from whenever it is you're listening to this. And if it's uh, later than that, just watch the next episode. It's like we we're probably going to be we're probably going to be up by about the the beginning of March, the first Sunday of March, probably. Uh, just like think about March because we're we're gonna take a we're taking a month off roughly, yeah. uh, just roughly. It's like because I think this this episode should go up uh, the end of January, beginning of February. Yeah, and then you'll see a break in the episodes, which is. Uh, it's just so In that kind we kind of need, honestly. Just, uh, yeah, because it's like our methodology has been to watch two or three films a day, yeah, and then immediately talk about it. We're trying to go to or not, not a day for each week that we do. We do have two or three films, and then edit them, and then do. So it's like it was to do the final three. The final three that we watched back to back was uh, uh, what was it again? It was Ninja Three: The Domination, where we had some issues watching it. Yeah, that it was. Which uh, is the other reason why I wanted to, uh, yeah. why I ended up buying the DVD. And then it was missing, missing in action, action, and then it was Electric Boogaloo, which we had some issues watching. Uh, yeah. And that day, that day, that day, that was the longest day of film watching I've ever had. We wanted to get it uh, kind of out of the way by Christmas time, so we kind of really uh, cranked it out there. And uh, well, we'll be back. Let's just put it that way. We'll be we'll be back. Don't worry about it. So. Uh, for the end of the season, I'm JD. I guess you're JD. And I'm JD. And he's Randy. And, and I'm JD, he's and, Randy. And we're the Cannon Cruisers. I'm, gonna, I'm confusing you. I'm, I'm switching us like a pair of uh, cups. We'll see you next time when we continue our cruise through the Cannon catalog. And see you next time, folks. And maybe next time I'll, I'll think uh, even better of uh, The Exterminator than I did now. Goodbye. Don't ever watch The Exterminator.